Hi and welcome to The Financial Fox. Today I want to bring up a different topic. So we move away from the usual finance, investment, gaming and web3 and we take some time to explore something even more important and relevant to all of us, which is water. So the water industry is a trillion dollar industry that is facing a serious crisis. And uh, it will be interesting to understand how technology can help solve this problem. Water is a precious resource as essential to the planet's survival. So common sense suggests we should manage its use in the most efficient way. Unfortunately, we didn't do our best and uh, we have reached a breaking point. So we have a water problem. Water scarcity threatens the health and development of communities around the globe. The water infrastructure is not optimized and there is a lot of water that is wasted while many people still not have access to clear water. Climate change is intensifying the problem, pushing governments to find more innovative collaborative ways to address water stress, a global problem that is getting worse. Joining me on the show is Rick Eckelberry, CEO of Origin Clear, a company listed on the OTC market in the US, provider of water treatment solution and aggregators of water treatment companies. Before we get into the interview, if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, click the subscribe button now and follow us on social media to stay up to date with our news and interviews. And now let's take a minute to talk about our sponsor. Greengage provides e-money accounts for small and medium-sized enterprises, high net worth investors and digital assets firms. They leverage the latest technologies, including blockchain, to unlock new funding and liquidity, a game-changing for many SMEs, which are fundamentally underserved by traditional financial services. As a client of Greengage, you will have a dedicated relationship manager, yes, a real person who will listen. And getting started with Greengage, Engage is easy. Trust me, I've gone through the process myself and it's been really simple and quick. So if you are seeking a more personalized experience in managing your accounts in the digital space, I generally encourage you to check out Greengage. And here is a little bonus for you, my wonderful listeners. Use the code FOX10 when signing up to enjoy a 10% on the first year's fee on corporate accounts only. The link is in the description, so take a moment to explore what Greengage has to offer. Now, back to the show. Hi, Riggs. How are you? Well, Steffi, it's a great pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. Well, it is really a pleasure indeed, because not often we have the opportunity to discuss, you know, subjects that actually matter, like water. You know what? It's it's, um, obviously, it's been my life for some years as a total transformation from being in technology. But in fact, I'm so happy that I'm using my technology skills for water. Yeah. I think that's uh, it's very interesting because uh, you know I have got we do different interviews uh, on the channel where you know many founders and the focus is always uh, you know technology building something that you know could be useful uh, uh, we talk about finance we talk about investment we talk about consumer product and technology application but when it comes down to really things that really matters that without them we wouldn't be able to live like, uh, you know, water, 
I think uh, it makes you thinking, you know, how some conversation should be addressed. And, you know, sometimes uh, rather than just focusing on the money sphere, sometimes would, uh, you know, is interesting to focusing on something else and see how technology can actually bring innovation to an industry that, yes, is a trillion dollar industry. Okay. But is an industry that has also to strive and also to innovate because of the fundamentals, there is a good that all of us needs. So without further ado, I'm going to let you introduce yourself for our listeners and then we can dive deep into you know some of your work and then understand a bit how you know blockchain comes in place. Thank you, Steffi. Well, yes, uh, I launched uh, this company actually back in 2007 with a different mission altogether, which was to cultivation of algae for biofuel. And at the time, algae, microalgae for biofuels was very promising and it still is. And we had a lot of fun with it. The only problem is that the oil industry decided to uh, invent fracking and all of a sudden the price of oil got so low that as a public company, as you know, we had to do something for our shareholders. And ultimately, we decided that we should take our technology at the time and uh, reuse it for the water industry because we were basically had a technology to extract algae from water and we um, were able to apply to extract sewage from water. So that was our very first launch into water. Um, since then, about 2014 till now, so about nine years, we have been focusing on how to really make a difference in the water industry because it's so needed. Yes. So how long, so you've been all your career in the water industry? Hardly. <laughs> I'm really not 40 years old. So <laughs> I was actually in high tech for, um, gosh, the 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s. I was a high tech um, specialist. I went through, through the dot com. I learned all about disruption. I yeah. have, in fact, um, I, I just started a substack called Break to Build because that's what I do. I like to break things to build them anew. And the key factor is always, as you know, that you must have a team. So we can talk about that. But basically, I had a wonderful time in high tech for many years. And in the last 10 years of that career, I was going up the ladder to the C-level. And when I finally got there, I had a chance to be a CEO, but it was in green, which I was excited about. Okay, so let's um, break down the problem. Water, the water industry is in crisis, right? What's broken? So list me all the problem that we should, uh, how can we say, it's difficult, we should address because they are not so easy to address and we have failed for like decades, or more than decades. But uh, let, let's kind of like break down the problem. So why we say the water industry is in a crisis? The basic problem is centralization because centralized resources, it, you know, it was, it was the fashion all the way until World War II to think of big central installations for everything. I mean, I spent many years in Los Angeles, and we had these huge dry rivers made of concrete that were built by the Army Corps of Engineers for the, the flood that never came, right? Um, and it's just this massive concept of centralized resources, which is a good idea, except that it does not adapt well to growth, to change conditions. I'm right here in um, near Tampa in a county that is the most populated county in Florida. Uh, there's no room for more sewage plants. They can't build more, and yet they need them. So what do you do? And since at least 1960, it's been clear that we need to do something, that infrastructure, the um, 
the most important um, statistic of all is the maintenance costs have risen steadily since 1960, which means there's no, no replacement going on. It's just being maintained, maintained, maintained. And funding for infrastructure has dropped. You know, the infrastructure bill, $1.2 trillion early in the Biden administration, only one two thousandth of it was devoted to water treatment. $55 billion, nothing. And in fact, we know that water infrastructure in the United States is falling behind by $100 billion a year. Now, I might add, it's not a problem everywhere. I spent a couple of summers in the Lazio region of Italy, and uh, Lago di Volsena, a uh, lake in, uh, in Lazio, is clear as, as crystal. And yet, there are farms all around this lake which go down into the lake. And in America, it would make the lake green with algae. In Italy, they made sure that they properly treated the nitrogen from the farms. And so it's not a problem everywhere, but it's certainly a problem in the United States and, of course, many developing countries. So there is a problem of um, water treatment, water management, water scarcity as well, because water should be available to everyone. That's Everybody. a very important point, because in Ireland, water is free, right? Now, it should be uh, certainly uh, cheap or free, but in fact, in America, we're seeing water rates inflate faster now than the cost of college tuition, which is already going high, right? So... Cost, because the government is not really paying for the infrastructure that's needed, it's falling back on the consumers. And here's the problem. 90% of all water demand is by industry and agriculture. Only 10% is the regular people, which leads us to the solution. Because if you can just take industry and agriculture off the infrastructure, off the grid, then the grid is available to service human beings, which is its primary purpose. And then you might have affordable water for everyone. So let's go straight to the question uh, that everybody wants to know. How technology can help to support the water industry? So those problems that we just list, that they can be minimized or, you know, taken away. Okay. Obviously, we need technology, but one of the big problems in the water industry is it's very technology-phobic, in part because of the public health responsibility. It's normal in a way, but it's an accepted fact that it takes 12 to 15 years for a new technology to be adopted by this water industry. And we decided that it was too long. So ultimately, we moved towards a more of a structural solution involving finance, involving um, downsizing of water systems, um, rather than core technology, which is so hard to get adopted. And that's been the source of our success uh, since 2018. So when we are talking about technology, how blockchain comes in place. You mentioned about the problem is centralization of water management. So that makes me thinking, how can you make water management decentralized? Correct. So in 2016, I was converted at a moment, I had an epiphany where I was converted to decentralized water. There was a very important um, uh, research paper by Lux Research that said, Okay, decentralized water is the future, and and I became a very strong proponent. I said, okay, we we have to decentralize. At the time, nobody like what? What are you talking about? It was very, I was very early, but today it's completely recognized. For example, uh, PepsiCo, uh, the parent company of PepsiCola, has committed to 80% recycling of its own processed water. This is moving very very fast towards proper self-treatment and reuse 
of water resources. So decentralization as a general concept has matured, and part of it has to do with the financial side. Now, what we realized was the first thing we did was we, we had to focus on the problem of downsizing these water treatment systems to a very small footprint inside a brewery or inside a, a, um, a housing development or whatever. And so in 2018, we launched Modular Water Systems, which is our product line, highly standardized, modular, fits in a very small uh, footprint. And that has been doing very, very well, doubling and tripling its business over the years. And it's now become, uh, I think, a key player in the United States. So that's technology side. But that's only part of the issue. The other issue is capital. And so we realize that um, not everyone has a million dollars for a water system if they decide to take care of it themselves. So why not give them a machine that we own and they simply pay on the meter as they're accustomed to. So they're happy with that. And we created an investment opportunity for regular investors to now finally get a chance to invest in um, water as an asset. And that's become very popular. We call it water on demand. And it's really water as a service. That is, I think, a key part of it. So technology, capital. And then the third part, as you say, is blockchain. Now, the reason why we like blockchain is because let's, let's expand the water on demand concept to a very large operation that is replicated in different countries in the world. Now we have a solution to a big problem that um, we have, which is there's no worldwide water market. There's no way for somebody who has a risk in Northern California to offset the risk with water in Singapore. It's impossible. So how do you do it? In 2018, I worked on it. I launched a blockchain test called WaterChain. And the problem was that we could not get a standardized price for water. And without the standardized price, you can't trade water. So what we then, through the creation of Water On Demand, now we have each gallon of water being paid for by clients at roughly the same rate because water treatment is water treatment. And now we've established a, a kind of a, a currency, which is that met cubic meter of treated water that somebody has paid for. And as we replicate water on demand in different um, financial centers, taking partners, we, we don't plan to do it all ourselves, it's impossible, but we would, we would want to have a financial uh, partner in Dubai, in uh, Tokyo, Singapore, etc. they would replicate the water on demand concept. And now in those countries, each gallon is being monetized. And so ultimately it creates a market. Now, right now we're happy with, you know, uh, when, when people invest in water systems through water on demand, we are happy to pay them. We currently pay them profits via bank deposit. That's simple, but it doesn't scale. As you know, that doesn't scale well at the <clears throat> because you have all kinds of customer service issues. And that's where the blockchain comes in. So what we um, created was a concept of something called dollar H2O, and $H2O is a wrapper for your dividends. Not just the current dividend you get, but your entire contract of dividends so that literally you, Steffi, could transfer that contract to someone else through a, a, a very long series of characters. And now you create transferability of these income streams, and that's where the market comes from. So now, are we doing it now? No, because uh, we're in the middle of doing some very, very cool things to ultimately, we believe, um, uh, you know, achieve a much 
better listing in the United States. Uh, so we have to please the, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. We have to please them. <laughs> they don't like crypto. And so we said, no, 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 back burner, it's all good. So for now, we do the classic investment systems with payouts using the bank. But where I believe it should go is through these dividend wrappers, which are true securities that would then trade ultimately and create a very um, mobile water market and a, a very large one, I think. So what a stable coin, where does it fit in? Well, this, I think it's a, probably a misnomer to call it a, a stable coin. Really, it's a security that... It's the wrapper. Is exactly what you mentioned. Okay, fine. I just thought there was uh, something different because it was called stable coin. And if you think about it, a stable coin should be pegged to something that, you know, is stable and, uh, you know, we peg it to the dollar. But what about pegging it actually instead of a currency, pegging to a natural resource? And I remember having discussion with uh, Salo about pegging it to, for instance, like forest or, you know, and then I said, why not pegging it to water? Uh, I mean, those are all cool ideas, but uh, I thought... No, you're absolutely right. The underlying part is the standardization of the cost of water. One cubic meter of water... Yeah is worth x not the not the not the virgin water because that varies tremendously i'm talking about the treated water that water that was polluted by an, uh, an industrial player and has been treated somebody paid for that met cubic meter to be treated that is a currency unit i believe where and uh, that's where the stable coin concept comes from is that you know the the world is moving away from a currency based financial system to a commodity-based financial system because there's been a lot of um, in a tremendous amount of abuse of the fiat system and so commodities are going to matter more and more and there's going to be a lot of work in decades to come to package the more and more packaging of natural resources be it uh, minerals oil water etc and using blockchain to do it so I think it's very exciting I it gets me that, that's where I live. I live in this technology area. I have to kind of keep it as a future concept for now, only so that we can achieve the fundamentals of our business, really show that this can work as a basic transaction, right? Before the commodities exchange in Chicago was able to trade pork bellies, somebody was having to make pork bellies. So it has to be an underlying economic activity, and that's what we're creating right now. So when you said the U.S. doesn't like crypto, blockchain is a technology, right? Like is AI, and um, nobody's saying, oh, no, AI goes away. Actually, they are putting money to it. So how do you see the water industry market powered by technology in the U.S.? I mean, is there a stigma that can be overcome with the deployment of blockchain technology? Or this SEC is just so stubborn that, yeah, you don't... you. you are not very positive for the moment. Let's well, for the moment, right? Uh, look, this is a, a moment, it's a very important year for us. We just, in fact, made an announcement this morning uh, on the wire about a letter of intent to merge with a NASDAQ company. And so it's a sensitive time for us. Once we're past this and we're in a new stable position where we're not hoping for the SEC to approve something, then I think we go full speed ahead, right? This is very, very important. There's a big need, I think, to, to monetize the, the water as a commodity as it's exiting the government monopoly and is starting to be privatized. So I, I, I think that we're going to go full speed ahead of it. It's just, you know, for the time being, we're focusing on the basic business and making sure that we do 
end up hopefully on the NASDAQ at some uh, near future. So that's just a temporary tactical issue. I'm not worried about the SEC because they do, they do allow uh, security tokens and so forth. I think they're just conservative about the regulation aspect. You know, I'm a big um, crypto I love crypto, but I also know that there's been a tremendous amount of fraud and strange stuff happening in crypto. I don't like the government being involved. At the same time, I see that there is some need. I, I'm, I'm kind of torn there because I'm a libertarian on one side, but I also see that there's a lot of damage being done you know, by, through, through scams, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree with you. But from one side, yes, you can use protecting customers as an excuse to don't innovate. And I think this is also something that we have discussed extensively about banking. Now, going back to water, I think you kind of uh, mentioned something very interesting, uh, privatization of water. And I would like you to expand a little bit more from, because you mentioned about water being a decentralized resource, so it should be public goods, but then we talk about privatization of water and I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking is that like um, you know conflict where we are going to get how do you see this privatization actually preserving the decentralization value of water as a um, natural resource that everybody should be able to access. Okay. First of all um, I believe strongly that the, the source of virgin water should not be privatized. Um, we saw in England, for example, the United Kingdom privatized all the reservoirs, and they are a mess. They're a terrible mess because companies that took it over cut corners and they didn't spend properly, and uh, the UK right now is in a crisis. They shouldn't be. There's plenty of rain in the UK, but they have a crisis through bad water management. So I happen to believe that the water source, unless you're going to take it yourself from a well on your property, which you can always do, if you're going to get it from somewhere else, the government should provide it as a common good. What I'm talking about is the privatization of the treatment and recycling of water, right? Because 80% of all the sewage in the world is never treated at all. 80%. Now, that's mostly in places like Bangladesh, but America is not perfect. We have plenty of uh, rivers that are in trouble, you know, where poultry farms just dump uh, nitrates into the river and creates algae and terrible problems in Florida. I won't go into them, but you know we're not perfect. So there's a need to take responsibility for the sewage because of pollution, because of human health, but also because we need to recycle our water. Here we have these droughts, and yet we're not recycling. That's ridiculous. Uh, America recycles only one percent of its water, whereas Israel recycles almost ninety percent of its water. Yeah. Well, I think that Israel's doing the right thing. Why aren't we doing it here? Centralization. The water infrastructure is a just like our energy infrastructure is a single direction feed it doesn't take back there's no there's no return flow very hard to do it was never built that way so it can only be done by private actors with their own water systems taking responsibility for the water they polluted themselves so it's privatization of water treatment yeah that's a very interesting point listen Riggs uh, thank you so much for coming on the show I told you I want to get you back so we can kind of discuss uh, more about water management and yes uh, so 
I think it was really interesting to kind of start to dive into this concept of decentralized water. And I'm looking forward to a panel discussion. Ooh, that could be fun. Absolutely. And I want to let you, let your listeners know that they can go to originclear.com. There's a green button, Invest Now, to learn about investing in water as an asset. We welcome investors. It's a very exciting time. And I really, Steffi, I really want to thank you for giving me this time to talk to your audience. It was brilliant. Brilliant to have you on the show, Rick. Thank you very much. Thank you.